0: Hello and welcome to Season 2 of Spiritually Free with Kaylee Knapp. New name, hey, hey, new name. If you are a regular listener, listener, sorry, you'll know that last season the name was Spirit Body with Kaylee Knapp. But now it is Spiritually Free with Kaylee Knapp and I will explain why in a moment. So before I do that... If you have been listening to this podcast and you've been enjoying it, if you listen to any of the episodes from season one, I would absolutely love it if you would share this podcast on your social media and feel free to reach out to me on Instagram. I will put my handle in the show notes below. And yes, it's because I haven't actually gotten the new handle yet to match the new name. So why spiritually free? Well, the short answer is that I, some of you know this, I, uh, for some reason, my podcast was, uh, it was available on Apple Podcasts, and then suddenly it wasn't. And when I went to re-like upload it and put it back on, there was somebody else who, had the same name. So I was Spirit Body with Kaylee Knapp and someone with a larger following than me started a podcast called Spirit Body With and whatever that woman's name was. So that's why I changed the name at all. But the reason that I chose Spiritually Free is a little more complex, like there's a a kind of a lot of background to it. And that really plays into my spiritual journey and where I'm at now. I have also gotten the question from a few people, what changed to make me more open-minded or open to other people's spiritual or religious beliefs? So I used to be very much like an evangelical Christian where I was like Jesus is the only way for everyone like you have to be a Christian or you're going to hell forever the Bible is absolutely true you can't disagree with it it is like I want to say the ultimate authority but really God would be the ultimate authority but I just took everything so seriously and, and not just seriously but that the the way of like Christ was the only way for everyone. Now, I do not believe that anymore. I do still consider myself to be a Christian on some level, although to be honest, I almost would like to just get rid of that label because I think people probably make a lot of assumptions when they hear that someone's a Christian about what that person believes or what that person might be like or might be for or against both, I don't know, socially, politically, whatever, like on a many levels. Um, so I'm mixed feelings about the actual label of being a Christian. But back when I was very much an evangelical Christian, a Bible verse that I always I kind of loved but also struggled with was Galatians 5.1, I think it is. And part of that verse says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. And I always loved it because I wanted to embrace the freedom and feel the freedom. But I struggled with it because there was a, a very long time when I was involved in the church where I felt absolutely no freedom. And I felt almost like Christianity offered, oh, sorry, let me just say one thing. I am not trying to tell you what to believe. I am totally okay if you believe something completely different than me. If you are very much an evangelical Christian. I don't think that you need to change what you believe because of what I believe. Like, so just disclaimer, like I'm good with you believing whatever you believe. I'm not trying to change what you believe. <laughs> so anyway, um, so yeah, so there was a long time where I was in the evangelical church where I felt like Christianity almost offered this like bait and switch. Like it, the, <laughs> Or like as Christians say um, in the Bible, it talks about young believers needing milk and like older believers kind of needing meat almost. And I felt like the milk or what you would offer first was that God loves you and accepts you as you are. And then the like, <laughs> sort of like bait and switch was like, surprise, actually you're being really hardcore judged and you need to like do everything perfectly because guess what? Christ can't be crucified a second time. Like, and yes, I am taking a lot of random Bible verses like way out of context. And I definitely did that at the time. But like, I'm just trying to share my experience and that was my experience. As if the, the milk was like, God loves you. And the meat was like, actually, he hates you. <laughs> and I had a lot of, I guess I would call it like spiritual distress, where if I were to say, do something that I perceive to be wrong or sinful, I would then feel like I'm a horrible person. I, you know, Christ can't be crucified again. So like, what if I keep doing things wrong? Like, Does that mean that I'm really not saved or that I, God isn't really working in my life or, or whatever? I also had a lot of struggle with conflicting Bible verses and conflicting messages. So an example of that would be that uh, if anyone is in Christ, like he is a new creation. I might be misquoting that, but basically that we're all a new creation. We're no longer sinful. But then, you know, the pastor of whatever church would talk about how, you know, we're all sinners, and we need God. And I'd be like, wait, but are we? Because I thought that we were a new creation. So like, why do we keep talking about sin? Or, you know, we're forgiven, but then, like, I I just felt like I was never really free. And, and then there's this whole thing with like, there's so much in the Bible that if you, you know what, to be honest, there's so much in the Bible that you can kind of take like anything to mean anything basically so that's probably why I'm talking about my experience and if any listeners are Christians they probably had a totally different experience with Christianity than I did um, so sometimes I would experience this freedom and community and I and it would just be wonderful and other times it would be like almost paralyzing because there were so many conflicting Bible verses so for example if I say had a desire of I want to do like such and such job or oh here's one because this is real. Like if I want to say make more money, it would be like, well, you know what? Money is actually bad because it's the root of all evil. It's sinful. Like if a, you know, it's easier for our, a rich man to, no, I'm sorry. It's easier for the cam- a camel to go through the eye of a needle than a rich man to enter heaven. So it's like, okay, got it. money's bad. But then it's also like Okay, but if you first of all, you have the Proverbs 31 woman. So if you go back and read that, that lady's totally rich, by the way. Um, There's a verse that says her her lamp or something doesn't go out at night. That doesn't mean that she's working all night. That means that she's got the money to spend. She literally has money to burn. Like she's not putting her lamps out at night because like, they can afford like the oil or whatever to like keep on all the time. You know, her children are dressed in fine clothes, like whatever. So, and also there's all these stories about God blessing people with money, right? So it's like, okay, is money good or is it bad? And instead of taking that to mean like, well, you know what? Sometimes probably money is good and is a blessing, but sometimes, you know, you just have to use wisdom, blah, blah, blah. I felt like I had to follow the rules and there were so many rules that there were more rules than I could possibly follow. And it became overwhelming and stressful and difficult. And as I'm sure you know, whether you're a Christian or not, part of, I guess I'll say the Christian experience is this kind of drive to bring other people into Christianity, like that's called witnessing, if you're not familiar with that, um, talking to people about Christ, like getting them to join the church to experience the freedom of Christ, the forgiveness of Christ, etc., etc. And... For a long time, I remember I would be sitting in church thinking, I am never going to tell anyone about this because they are so much better off not being a christian because it is so awful it is like being in prison and i sincerely hope that if you're a christian and you're listening to this you're like shocked like i hope you're like oh my gosh that's crazy because that's nothing like my experience because i hope that you either have had or are having a much better experience than i did with that and it's not that it was all bad because it definitely wasn't like i had um at wonderful experiences with uh, connecting with God in in like a Christian way in church and connecting with other people and having really loving people around me and and wonderful friends, but ultimately when we talk about this verse, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. I was always like longing for the freedom, but also puzzled by that verse because I did not feel the freedom. And then there's a lot of talk in Christianity, or I shouldn't say just Christianity, in my Christian experience, there's a lot of talk about how a lot of words maybe don't mean what we think they mean. (laughs) And that's to say that, say, freedom, you know, if I say freedom, you might think, wow, freedom is like, I feel that I can... I don't have boundaries put on me. I can do what I feel is best. I feel expansive. I feel that I have opportunity, etc. But it's often presented, or at least it was in the churches that I was in, that freedom is actually the freedom to serve God, and but not in the way that you want to serve God, but like the freedom to obey, the freedom to follow rules, the freedom to choose, is kind of like you have the freedom to choose to not be free for Christ, basically. Does that make sense? Like you have like freedom is actually the opposite of freedom is what it kind of seemed like to me. Also, side note, I feel like some Christian churches do that with love as well. Like, love is the opposite of love. (laughs) Like, I, and I don't, I feel like I'm saying all the controversial things that I should never say. But again, this isn't like everyone's experience with Christianity. This was just my personal experience. Um, And my experience is, like I said, diverse. I've also had amazing experiences, but. Um, that, that's kind of like (laughs) the love thing also. I don't know. Sometimes I think I need to make an episode about that. Why, why sometimes Christians believe that love is telling somebody how they need to live their life or love is the exact opposite of love. I feel like the theme of this episode is me just like saying a lot of things that I should definitely not be saying and like potentially could take a lot of heat for. Okay, so that was a big chunk of my experience with Christianity was like not feeling free, but feeling like I was supposed to feel free, but like I didn't understand it, whatever. So we're going to jump ahead like years to um, why my beliefs changed to then lead me to be more open minded about other people's, you know, spiritual experiences or beliefs or whatever. So Uh, When my husband and I got married, we started to go to some different churches and um, Jeff, my husband, was pretty open to me kind of picking the church because I was more like picky about that kind of thing. So we ended up at a church that was very, very conservative, like very biblically biblically based because that's what I wanted. Like the Bible is correct. You can't disagree with it. Like the Bible is the authority. So we were going to that kind of church and my husband just kind of... uh, all of a sudden became super interested in what I I guess I'll just call like ancient sort of religions and religious practices and beliefs like the beliefs of the ancient egyptians and like the pharaohs and like different just a lot of different cultures, like ancient cultures and what they believed. And some of this he would share with me just as like a fun fact, like, oh, hey, I was reading this thing. And here's what, you know, these people believed. And here's what these other people believed. But then some of them, he would say things like, I wonder if that's true, or I actually think this thing that I read might be true and it would be things that totally went against Christianity. And at the time I was pregnant with our first daughter and me being like very much an evangelical Christian flipped out. I was like distraught. I was like, not only am I married to this guy forever, but we're having a child together. He's not a Christian. He's going to hell. Like, what am I going to do? Like, how are we going to raise our kids? Like, what if they end up going to hell too? Because they believe what he believes, not what I believe. And I was like, it was so distressing to me. I remember just like crying and crying and crying and crying about this um, because th- I, that was totally different than the world that I was in. And the world I was in, Jesus was the only way for everyone you have no. Other option; otherwise, you'll burn in hell forever and ever. Um. So that was just like so terrible, and I I ended up getting to this place where I was like, you know what, God, I'm going to trust you that you are going to work this out in a good way. And meanwhile, I'm gonna like do a bunch of research and prove to my husband that the Bible is absolutely true and Jesus is the only way. So, as a little bit of a bra- background. I mean, this is all background. So even more background, more background than you ever wanted of my life. (laughs) More than you want to know. In fact, if you're still listening to this episode, I'm really impressed. It's probably because you're busy and you can't like reach your phone to change it. Um, But I so I went to a Christian school from like middle school through high school And part of that, of course, a Christian education is learning things about, uh, like, apologetics, like, um, why the Bible is true, why we can trust the Bible, why we can trust that Jesus existed, why we can trust that Jesus is the Son of God, is our Savior, like, that kind of thing. So I have already, like, studied all this stuff before. It had just been a really long time. I'm thinking of, like, so Lee Strobel, The Case for Christ, and that, that whole deal. So... I I was like, okay, I'm gonna do some research. I don't really remember the details of like where I started and exactly how everything went down because it's it's been a little while. But I two authors that I ended up reading that actually three authors that I read that made a, a big impression for me. Um, Pete Ends that's well Peter and then last name E N N S um, has three books that I read. Uh, the first is oh gosh, what is it? Oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. The Bible tells me so. The second is called the sin of certainty. And the third is called how the Bible actually works. By the way, I found out about Peter Enns from a YouTube channel called God is Gray. Um, This woman, Brenda, who is, it's her channel, she had an episode with Pete ends and they were kind of talking about something. I think it was at t- at the time his new book was How the Bible Actually Works and that's kind of how I stumbled upon that and um, I love him. I, I mean, I don't know him, so that's kind of a creepy thing to say, but I love his work. I love his perspective, uh, po- probably because I'm in Enneagram 6, and so is he, so everything that he writes makes a lot of sense to me. And he is the host, one of the hosts, of a podcast called The Bible for Normal People, which I absolutely love and would highly recommend if you're interested in any Bible-y type of things. So... Uh, those were some books that I read, and I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that later. I also read um, a book called Finding God in the Waves by Mike McCargue, which is amazing. It's a story about uh, Mike, <laughs> the author. It's a true story uh, about how he basically was an evangelical, became an atheist, and then found his faith again, but like in a different sort of way. And, which I feel like that's kind of the path I'm on. Like, I, I didn't become an atheist, but I did reach a point where I, like, was like, was basically thinking, I don't know that I believe anything. Like, I don't know what I believe. And then the third was Richard Rohr, which he is a Catholic friar, I think. Uh, sorry if I have that wrong. And he he's kind of, like, thought of to be a heretic by a lot of people. But uh, the book I read by him was called um, The Universal Christ. Actually, it might be the biblical universal Christ. Anyway, um, a lot of those books were really, really eye-opening to me, and especially the Peter Enns ones about the Bible, because I was coming from the place of the Bible is the truth. And it took a long time, but to sum it up, I started out thinking the Bible is absolutely true, and it is an authority, to thinking the bible is absolutely written by humans and it's it's i i mean it's like it's kind of full of flaws sort of and i don't i i hope that's really not triggering to you i don't mean that as an insult but maybe i shouldn't say full of flaws maybe i'll say it not everything in it is historically true it disagrees with itself in some very problematic ways if you are expecting it to be absolutely true in the way that we think of history today. I used to think that you couldn't pick apart the Bible or disagree with parts of the Bible because if you started to disagree with it or ignore certain verses, then the whole thing would fall apart. Like that was like the crux of... The Christian religion and if you disagreed with any of it then like what is your religion even based on like what are you then you can just believe whatever you want that doesn't make sense after studying the Bible a lot more I now think that if you basically it kind of falls apart on its own if you're expecting it to be the ultimate truth in every way and if you disagree with me that is totally fine because you know what the the fact that there are so many people who believe different things about the bible i think shows us that there are reasons to believe everything and you probably believe what you believe for valid reasons um i just ask that you respect what i believe as well and that if i believe something different than you that we both have the you know right to do that and that i don't think you're dumb if you think that the bible is literally true So that was a huge, huge change in my life because all of a sudden I was like, wait, what do I believe? And in fact, in one of the Pete Enns books, he kind of gives this warning, like, by the way, if you like go from believing that the Bible is uh, the ultimate like word of God authority, like it's literally true or or whatever, um, and or inerrant is the word, like there are no errors in it. If you go that from believing it's inerrant to now believing that it's not and questioning your faith, it's going to be really difficult for you and you're going to have a really hard time. And I remember when I was reading that, that's totally a paraphrase though, because I I read that book quite a while ago. Um, When I was reading that, I was like, no way Pete you know what i know i know what to believe now because in his final book he basically makes the point that the bible is a book of wisdom it's not a literal literal rule book um for following like it's just a book of wisdom and he gives a lot of examples why i'd highly recommend you read it by the way it's super interesting if you're interested in like bible stuff and so I was like, no, 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 I got it. It's a book of wisdom. Like, I'm just going to like, we're going to keep rolling. Like, I I love God. I still love God. I still believe in God. Like, I'm still, you know, we're all good. Like, I'm still going to use the Bible as my scripture. It's just now. It's not a rule book anymore. No problem. And like within three days of that, I was suddenly like, I have no idea what I believe. It's kind of like um, getting like pushed out of an airplane or something because in my past, the church like the christian church it wasn't just what i believed it was also like where i found my community where i felt i belonged how what like values i took into my life it kind of it didn't direct how i lived my life but it you know the bible and my christian beliefs were the most important thing to me so then when i suddenly lost like suddenly lost them all it was uh, like pretty difficult, and reading the uh, "Finding God in the Waves" book by Mike McCargue, he um, talks about how, and it has been so long since I've read this, it, and I would look it up and read it to you, except that I bought the audiobook so I'm like, there's no way I'm gonna be able to find which chapter and like you know how how far into the audiobook I was when I heard this. But he basically makes this point that people who believe in a loving, benevolent God who adores humanity have, there's something that shows up in their brain scans where they have like the center of their brain that uh, handles like aggression is much smaller than other people who don't believe in a loving, benevolent God who adores humanity. So I basically heard that and said, you know what, I'm going to take that as permission for me to believe in a loving God, even if I have no evidence whatsoever, just because I like to believe in God. Like, It is very important to me to believe that there is a loving God that adores me and looks over me. I'm having goosebumps as I'm talking about this, by the way, Um, who adores me, who looks over me, who has a plan for me, who cares for me. And it's important for me to believe that about you. I want to believe that about everyone, that there is a higher power or God that adores you and loves you and cherishes you and is sad when you're sad and joyful when you're joyful. Anyway, so I basically took that book as like, you know what, I'm going to continue to believe in God because I want to, whether or not it makes sense to me right now. This episode has derailed, by the way, I have notes of what I was going to talk about. And I've been talking for a long time and I am not really covering my notes at all. Okay, so to recap, I was believing that the Bible was inerrant. I was very much an evangelical. My husband started to believe in different things. I was like, you know what, I'm going to research stuff, prove this sucker wrong that, you know, the Bible is inerrant. And the research that I did showed me that, surprise, the Bible is written by humans and it is not perfect. It is not inerrant. It is very much errant. (laughs) And Um, It made me question all of my beliefs. And then I sort of found them again in a very different way. And now when I think of the Bible as being inspired by God, I'm going to kind of use the same sort of example that Mike McCargue uses in his book, Finding God in the Waves. Basically, he says that, you know, whatever, in his past, he wrote a song about his wife, Jenny, I think is her name. And he makes this point that like, If you listen to the song, you'd probably learn a lot about Jenny because he's really close to his wife, Jenny, and he wrote the song and it was inspired by Jenny. But did Jenny write the song? No. So that's kind of how I personally view God inspiring the Bible in that it's inspired by God because people wrote it. About God and about what they believe God was doing and what they believe God was saying. But I don't believe that it was written by God. And therefore, I think it's totally okay for me or anyone else to disagree with the Bible. And I still treat it with reverence because it's people's thoughts about God's and God. And I think that's always sacred. Like, no matter who you are, what you believe about any type of higher power or whatever, I feel like those thoughts are, in essence, like sacred. And I guess I would say holy. So after that big change in my beliefs, I, and by the way, I might make, I'll probably make future episodes about like specific parts of my spiritual journey. But after that huge change in my beliefs, I then came back to this place of like, wow, none of us know what's going on. So I'm not gonna think that I know the truth and you don't. Because I think that we all are on our own path and that all paths are valid. And that's kind of how I became more open-minded. And I love, I've always loved hearing about other people's spiritual beliefs and spiritual practices and spiritual experiences. Even back when I was very much like, no, Jesus is the only way. I still love to hear what other people thought and experienced. And so, so much more now when I don't think that anyone is going to hell. Oh, I left this out, but I don't believe in hell anymore for um, reasons of just having learned more about the Bible. And I know that basically, in short, making a very long story very short, um, the idea of hell is really not as clear in scripture as we kind of make it out to be today in many evangelical churches so anyway so that took a lot of pressure off like i don't think i have to change what you believe because i don't think there's going to be a horrible consequence (laughs) if you you know die believing the wrong thing and in many ways as my beliefs have changed they're still changing and that's why i really love to learn more from the people around me and to hear diverse stories and diverse experiences from different, you know, people with different beliefs, because I think there's a lot to glean from that. And I think that overall, if we start to respect other people and think, you know what, maybe that person could be right, even though I disagree with them, you know, maybe I should be a little more open-minded. I think we would just learn a lot. I feel much, 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 much freer now. Than I ever did in the when I was a part of the Christian Church, and I feel like I'm really learning what it means to be free and to authentically connect with higher power, as well as what it means to trust myself, trust the desires that I believe God's given me, trust the path that. I believe I've been placed on, as well as trusting my own power, because now I would say more like we're co creators with this higher power. So our desires matter as well. Whereas in the past, I would have said, you know, we just have to do what God wants and good luck figuring that out. And by the way, if you're wrong, you're in big trouble. So that is not a like total, complete story of my spiritual journey, but this podcast has gone on gone on long enough, <laughs> this episode, I mean. So that's just a little bit of an explanation why I changed the name to Spiritually Free, because I'm feeling more freedom and I'm exploring freedom. And I. it's just, I feel more like I'm on the path that I'm meant to be on, I guess I'll say. And I hope that also answers uh, some of the people who asked, you know, what changed to make me more open to believe what other people believe. And I truly wish I could just remember all the info from the books I read because I felt that they were so good and so eye-opening. But again, if you're interested in that kind of topic, I will put those books in the show notes. Also, it makes me feel like such an influencer to be like, so many people have asked about like my spiritual beliefs. (laughs) Like so many people, everybody's asking me about my skincare routine. Um, No, so it was just a few people. But I thought, you know what, I would let you know. All right. End of episode. Thank you. If you have made it this far, thank you so much for listening. Please reach out to me on Instagram. Like I said, I'll put my Instagram handle in the show notes because I haven't actually gotten the handle yet to go with the new name. Um, But I hope you have an amazing weekend or week, uh, depending on when you're listening to this. And I love you so, so, so much. All right. Bye.